And welcome to the PHLY Eagles podcast on a Tuesday at noon. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, and for the first time in a while, we have Fletcher Cox talking about an Eagles win. And Fletch, true to form, is looking at the chat and he's like, "What? Hold on, what are the sickos?" <laughs> and so, we, welcome to welcome to sicko culture. This is the the people who are in every day. Those are those are our sickos. It's an honor to be here. I'm part of the sicko club, and uh, it's, it's, it's an honor. So. Sickos, we're here. <laughs> All right, we appreciate that. Now, uh, as we said, uh, Fletch, you're coming off snapping this three-game losing streak, 33-25 over the New York Giants. Not necessarily easy in the second half, but tell us just about like um, the feeling in the locker room after that game. Is it a little bit more, boy, why did we have to make that so hard, or is it more, okay, like we got the win that we needed, now we can sort of turn the page? Um, I mean, you know, first off, you know, winning in this in this league is hard, right? No matter who you're playing, um, and or what day you're playing on, you know. Um, but the biggest thing is, you know, we got the win, right? But we made it so hard on ourselves, you know, coming out and, uh, you know, I feel like, you know, as a team, uh, you know, we started slow in the second half. You know, we didn't come out with enough fire um, and to 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 kind of put the game away. But we found a way to win, and and that's kind of been about deal like all year, right? We've been willing our way to wins, and, uh, and that's the part you enjoy about it, and finding out how close the team is, and you know, uh, and and what happened in those in those type of situations, you know. And we talk about that a lot, but uh, we found a way to to close the game out. I'm sure we made uh, a lot of uh, <laughs> fans sit on the edge of their seats, which they've been doing yeah, all Christmas year. Christmas was a little more stressful than they were hoping. A lot yeah. more stressful. A little gray, a little more gray hair, but uh, we got the wind, and uh, that, that's what's important. I, you know, it's in that locker room after the game, it was interesting hearing different perspectives. Some guys were, were like, you know, we're not playing well. This is unacceptable. Some guys like uh, Brandon Graham said there's, there's no almost or barely column. You either win or you lose, right? Where do you kind of fall on it? Do you look at it like there's a lot you guys need to clean up or just appreciate the fact that you guys won? Uh, I'm going to repeat what Coach said last night. And, you know, when, before everybody got in the locker room, a win is a win, a win is a win. A win is a win. A win is a win, and that's what his that's what he started his his, his post game speech with. And you have to respect that. You know, uh, we we won the game, and back back to what I just said that just so hard to to win in this league, and you you have to appreciate every moment of it. We did not have a chance to talk to you last week, Fletch, and so we, we got to talk about the the change in the defensive coaching staff, moving from Sean Desai as the signal caller to Matt Patricia. Uh, first of all, I guess, what was your reaction when that decision was made? And then, like, how different is, like, the day-to-day? How, how differently are things being run with Matt Patricia? I mean, there's <clears throat> so, just so much respect for, for, for Sean, right? Um, and you, you can't put it all on Sean, right? You know, uh, you know, us as players, I think we failed him because his job was to, to call a defense. Our job was, you know, to execute, to execute the play that was called. And, uh, you know, there's so many people, so many players in that locker room that's got his back. Um, and he, I mean, he we got us 10 wins, right? You know, we, he got us 10 wins, a bunch of turnovers, and, you know, won a bunch of close games that we closed out. Uh, we, can't, we can't forget about that, right? 
Uh, we can't forget about, you know, the, the you know, do, during training camp and everything that we did um, and so much respect for Sean Desai. But at the end of the day, um, you know, there was a decision that was made. Um, and as a pro, uh, you, you have to just, you know, approach everything as, you know, as it's just the next day, right? Um, or just a new voice in the room. And, and Coach Matty P, he, he's a new voice in the room. Um, he's a new play caller on defense. And it just, you know, we, you appreciate him so much. Uh, and, uh, you, you know, you have to, you know, you have to move on to new things, new voices. Um, and, you know, we're basically, we run, we're running the same scheme that we've been running. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, maybe come in just maybe a tad different, but it's the same Sean Desai scheme that, that we've ran all year. Um, and, you know, the guys are embracing it and, um, and, and, and having fun doing it. And following up on that, it's it's not like you brought in someone from the outside. Patricia has has been here since the spring. He helped install the scheme during the offseason. What do you know about him? And, and and he's kind of been on the other sideline for most of your career. How have you have you gotten to know him during the past few months? It's even not even about the last few months. You know, me and Patricia, we we talk daily. Um, before this decision was made, we talk daily um, about ball, about life, um, about everything. And, and so it was kind of an easy transition for me. You know, knowing, um, knowing him, knowing about him, you know, well, let's be honest, you know, the guy's been to nine Super Bowls, you know, won, what, four or five of them, you know, so he, he, he know what he's doing, right? And, you know, just about those conversations I have with him, um, the respect I have for him, and, uh, you know, and, you know, he's not afraid to call, you know, anybody out. He's going to, it don't matter who you are, um, he's, he's one of those coaches that's going, he's going to push your best players. He expect the best players and expect the leaders to lead. You know, Sean Desai was the same. He 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 was exactly the same. And uh, you know, we're looking forward to it. His second game in. Um, now we get another week to kind of. We all get another week to grow as a defense. You know, um, and as a um, and as a, an entire unit. You know, to hear his voice on the sideline. And um, we're we're all excited for it. A quick follow up there in his uh, first press conference last week. He said that he he uh, he saw you practice earlier in the season, and 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 he was thinking when you came out. And he he wished he had his hands on you back then, right? Like, is he uh, is he someone you knew back uh, when you were coming out of college? Man, it's 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 some it's 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 it's, it's a really good relationship with me and Matty P. Uh, you know, there's so much respect for him. You know, as a coach and as, and and as a man, um, he's been in this league a long time. He's won a lot, and uh, <clears throat> you know, and my standard of practice is I hold myself to a standard of practice, right? You know, I fly around. You know, I'll be, I'm physical in practice. I'm physical in practice. You know, I want to lead. You know, I want to lead everybody. And you know, I think that's the thing that he respects about me. Um, and we can, me and him can have conversations as men. You know, player to coach, coach to player, man to man, and be honest with each other. And that's that's the thing that I really respect about him. That said, I mean, I think there are probably a lot of people who were thinking ten years ago. I wish they could have drafted Fletcher Cox. <laughs> it's not like a, a some crazy thing for for Matt Patricia to say. But personality-wise, how is he different at all in terms of like leading the meeting room than than Sean was? Yeah, it's it's, it's a different. It's different, right? You know, each coach is different. You know, um, our presentation of of and we're in we're in when we are in you know the, the the defensive meetings you know you know our the assistants um um they kind of open open up the game plan um where you know decide he he opened up everything and you know led the defense the same um but now it's the assistants kind of they kind of open up and then Matt come up install everything and you know and, and as, as say both coaches leave it leave it up to um they leave it up to, to your position coach to, to reinstall what they just put in, and that way we're crisp on, on, on what we're doing uh, when we get to the walkthrough. We were talking about this. It's it's kind of interesting, full circle-wise, that you know your first year in the league, 
there's a defensive coordinator change midseason. <laughs> Here we are all this time later, it happens again. But I think this, this goes to something that, that you talk about often, that maybe we on the outside overrate the, in, like the influence of the coaches, and, and it is in the end about the players. It is. It is. The biggest thing is, is it's always about the players executing the plan, right? Um, and, you know, we, we have to lean on each other. You know, coaches got to lean on us. We have to lean on the coaches. And, and, and that's the biggest part of I've understood, I've understood about, you know, this league being in it for a decade plus is, you know, we still have to go out and execute the game plan at, at the highest level that, that we're getting paid to do. And, um, and you, you have to understand that. And to narrow in on that even more, I, I can't tell the audience how many times over the past 10 years, 12 years, you said it starts with the D-line, right? Everything kind of starts up front. Um, that's, that's the group where the Eagles spend their money on defense. That's where the high draft picks are. How do you think the front's playing right now? And, and what do you guys need to do over these next few weeks to be ready for the playoffs? I think we're playing okay. I think there's, there's, a, there's another. I think that, that we can all, including myself, can play, play better. Um, I think we can all, uh, you know, take over a game. I just don't, I just feel like there hasn't been a point in this season just yet where the defensive line has taken over the entire game. You know, individually that may, we, we've had some, we have, we've had some guys make some plays, you know, and close games out for us. Sweaty, Haas, BG, you know, you know, everybody's, you know, we've had our, had our fair share of individually of taking over a game. But I don't think we've, we've collectively as a group just completely just dominated the entire game. And I think that time is coming. I know that time's coming. Um, and, you know, I believe that that time's coming. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm really ready to see it. And is that sort of just faith in the guys themselves? Is it about like a, a cohesive plan across the group? What, what, what gives you that faith? Just, just, just playing as a group. I think, you know, every week we're growing, right? Uh, and especially in the detalker room, you know, you look at the experience in that room and I think, you know, <laughs> it's funny that I say this. If you look at my experience for 12 years and BG's, what, 14 to 15? Mm -hmm, 14, yeah. And uh, that's the DNs. You look at my experience and his experience, it's almost 30 years of experience where you got Jordan, right. Jalen, Milton, right. Marlon, Ojamo, you know, everybody's in that room. And Milton's the next experience. It most don't experience even guys add up year. to what yeah. I've been playing, you know. Right. And that's the thing that this team is – you know, this, this young group is, is, is challenging, right? And then those guys are getting better every weekend. You know, and I always challenge those guys to, to come in every day, practice, and, 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 and try to teach them how to be pros, young pros, uh, most importantly, you know, young men, um, and, and try to show them the way. There was the, the play from yesterday where Jalen is, is not quick enough getting off the field on the 12 men. Uh, on the field penalty and, and Nick is sort of going after him because that's the kind of thing where you expect him to be able to get off the field in time. Is that something where you as a veteran go over and talk to him about it or it's like he knows what he needed to do there? Well, just, you know, the coaches handled it and I think the coaches handled it well. Um, you know, I mean, once the penalty, once the, once the flag got thrown, I kind of know that was, you know, it was just kind of one of them deals where, you know, it was, you know, the defense had to go back out and try to get a stop, uh, obviously. You know, um, you know, I think that's a that's a mistake that Jalen will grow from. We all know he'll grow from it uh, because, you know, that was just one of them things where, you know, the, the defense didn't have to take those five, six, seven, you know, extra snaps um, and give our opportunity, give our offense, you know, a, another possession uh, once they punt the ball um, to, to score. But I think those are things that, you know, he'll learn from. Um, you know, I'll, I'll talk to him about getting off the field on that because teams are looking at that type of stuff. Um, and, you know, they're, they got scouts too. Um, so. Um, we learn from it. Um, we move on, and then um, 
you know, hopefully it don't happen again. In, in staying on the defense, there's so many young guys now who are, who, who are taking on bigger roles. It's, it's, it's more kind of the secondary and the, and, the, and the linebackers, but you see, you know, Keely Ringo had the interception last night. Sidney Brown's playing a lot of snaps. The linebackers, you keep shuffling in. Who are uh, some of the young players who, who are, are going to be key for this group down the stretch? I mean, I'll say this. I'll say the, the biggest thing is we get some guys back. Okay. And I think we get 29 back this week, mm -hmm. uh, you know, going into it. Uh, hopefully, you know, how we let him out of the, let him out of the cage. Um, <laughs> hopefully he's healthy enough. Um, I think we'll get Zach Cunningham back. Um, we'll get Slay back um, within the next couple of weeks heading into this long stretch. Uh, I think Nick Morrow, he'll be all right. And, you know, most importantly, I think Shaq played at a really, really high level on yesterday. Uh, he brought a lot of energy. Um, and, uh, you know, even Ben, you know, Ben made some plays for us. Um, young guys have stepped in. Sydney, you know, he made some plays. Um, Keeley's been playing solid for the last two weeks. So it's all about the growth of everybody and the confidence. And uh, I think the last, you know, these last few weeks, these young guys, and they've just been going in the game with so much confidence, and, and I have so much respect for that. You mentioned 29. That's Avante Maddox. And that's someone who, when I talk to you guys, you, you keep bringing up. And, and you've kind of played – the whole season without him. What is that addition going to do to the defense? It's, it's going to it's going to do a lot. You know, like Vante is like one of my good friends. You know, I'm not as close. You're as like lighting up right now for the audio <laughs> listeners. You're like the, the, the mention of Avante Maddox. You are like uh, yeah, smiling man. more than you have. You know, what's, what's crazy is like Vante is one of my really good friends. You know, I'm not as close as him in Dallas is, but you know, me and Vante. <laughs> I mean, uh, who is, yeah. Actually, Vante stay in the same little little, little town, so okay. he, I convinced him to move over there. He <laughs> loved the city and Mullica Hill. So, uh, but. You know, I'm looking forward to watching him come back and play. You know, the, his desire, his just seeing him in a training room, uh, you know, doing this whole process. And I told him the other day, I'm so proud of you. You know, the way that he, he, he attacked his rehab and, you know, he's able to come back and hopefully how let him come back and uh, we'll have him back. It is true. And this is something that, that I need to remind myself of that, you know, it is not about who is the best team over the course of the season, right? It's about who is, who is the best team at the right time. And if you're getting all these guys back, there is, there is reason to believe that some things can, can turn around there. I do want to ask you one thing about, like, the, the cameras caught, you know, Hassan and, and Nick and uh, Jeremiah sort of talking back and forth at the end of the game. I don't, I don't need to know about, like, the specifics of that conversation, but just in general, you know, like, we only see so much of, the, the cameras are only seeing so much of the whole arc of like the week for you guys the whole arc of the season can you sort of contextualize like those types of conversations how often those difficult conversations have like happen and like how easily you guys are able to sort of move past them I, I mean I didn't really didn't hear about the, the whole conversation I saw some stuff going on the sideline but my, my, I think my most important deal was you know it was a timeout and I was just trying to get the call and make sure I got lined up you know I didn't didn't read, didn't read into it. I think it was the last, it's the last, you know, the game went in dry for them. Uh, and, you know, my, I was just trying to get lined up. And, uh, you know, I had I think I was on the field for what, eight plays straight. Um, so basically trying to catch, between trying to catch my right. breath, trying to get the call, get lined up, making sure I'm doing what I need to do to try to help this team win. You know, I, I really wasn't caught up in it. But up in, in, in terms of like what portion of the job is having those difficult conversations? It's hard. It's always hard to anybody. Um, and doing doing the heated time of the game, um, doing you know whatever is going on, but you know you just kind of got to move on. You talk about it after the game, or you you know we, you know depends on what what happened. You know I don't know what what scenario, what was going on, what that what that conversation was about. So, um, you know um, we won the game, and I think that's the most important thing. Outside the locker room on this show, fans they're scoreboard watching right now. You know they're saying, well if, if the Eagles went out 
and Dallas loses and Detroit loses, they can get the one seed. And there's all these different combinations. Inside the locker room, do you guys uh, pay attention to those combinations? No, I think the, 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 uh, the conversation in their locker room is how can we get better as a team? Um, and, and, you know, we know JG's coming to town and he's going to probably come and try to spoil something, right? You know, I got a lot of respect for him. Uh, and, you know, I played, you know, he's a great coach, great friend. So we got to know that they're coming here to win, right? So our, our, our focus is need to be on how can we get better as a team? You know, what do we take? We take our mistakes from last week and learn from them, get better from them. Uh, we know that they got to fly across the country and, you know, they're not going to feel sorry for us. They're not going to feel sorry for themselves, right? Uh, they're coming off a, off a tough loss. Uh, and, uh, you know, this team is we coming off a, off a strappy win. So um, we just got to focus on us, focus on us getting better each day. And, uh, and 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 focus on you know what's next for us. We will have to work on our uh, JG Johnny Gans is coming to town song parody for Santa Claus is coming to town. We'll we'll, we'll work on that for uh, for next week. But <laughs> in terms of uh, in terms of the holidays, Zach Zach thought about this. You've been in the locker rooms for a long time. We see uh, often like the the gifts to teammates and stuff like that. Is there one thing that comes to mind as like the best gift you've received from a teammate in the locker room, or maybe the best you've given? Uh. I mean, I've given away some 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 cool stuff. Uh, I, I I can't give away my gift this year. Okay. Yet. We haven't done it okay. yet. Okay. Okay. Um, but it's a pretty cool gift. Okay. Uh, I think you know the guy I like it. Um, but like I said, like you know, during my days, you know, when I were making Pro Bowls consistently, you know, I would get the entire group something, uh, coaches included, like you know, all the D linemen and the coaches included. A couple years ago, I got everybody uh, um, chains with the number on it and their last name. Um, and then it was their option to get diamonds in it. I was not paying okay. for the okay. trip. Okay. I was not paying for your niggas to get iced out. Yeah. But it was, just, it, was a, it was a decent option. But, uh, I mean, I've always given out stuff when I went to the Pro Bowls, um, you know, even if it's, you know, bags or nice nice bags, you know, when 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 guys really didn't have MacBooks or laptops sure. or stuff oh, okay. like that. So I would, I would go out and spend a pretty good amount on it and, and uh, guys would appreciate that. You don't need to get Josh Sweat a, a laptop. He'll, he'll you know make what? his own. You know what? The he'll crazy the crazy part is, is Josh Sweat and J- Javon Hargrave made Pro Bowls. And, uh, yeah, we still were not Pro Bowl gifts. <laughs> <laughs> are, they, yeah, are there, like, uh, are there fouls? Like, if somebody's just giving you something that, uh, like, is a sponsor of theirs? And they're, like, is that, like, no, down no. upon? No, no. You, that... you got to open the checkbook okay. to spend 30 or 40 grand. Appreciate the guys that help you get yeah. to where you got, you know. And, and, and I'm still... So, you know, <laughs> Hargrave and Sweat, I'm still waiting on my Pro Bowl gift from a couple of years ago. So, you know. We'll, we'll clip that and put that out so Josh and Javon see that. Yeah, I'm still yeah. waiting. I'm still <laughs> this waiting. This is the real heart of the Eagles-Niners rivalry. It's, it's <laughs> nothing about anything else. It's just where is the Pro Bowl gift from Javon? Well, it's mandatory, right? <laughs> it, it's mandatory. You make it to the Pro Bowl, you give, you give you guys in your room gifts. I okay. think a lot of guys This is do good that. to know. Now, yeah. elsewhere in the locker room, who – I either got or gave the best gift, one that, like, the D lineman looked at and said, man, I wish I played that position. You know who's a good gifter? Who's that? Josh Sweat. Okay. Oh. Okay, well, what's the best one he's given? Well, I think last year he uh, he's uh, – well, we have Secret Santas. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he gives uh, – <clears throat> he, he gave his guy last year, he like, uh, BG, like, some really nice stuff. You know, he took his time and uh, gifted it out. And, uh, and I'm like, man, I wish that would have <laughs> been me, you know. But uh, so is it just a, in the the position group line? Like yeah, just in the okay. position group. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, I think Jay Hurst got all of this year. He, he it was nice. I wish I was O lineman this year. He gave, yeah, the O lineman uh, get taken care of. 
they all got Rolexes. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. So I'm, maybe I need to play your line for Well, me. it's nice to be the, the people protecting the guy who makes the most money. Yeah, a couple of snaps yeah. and give me a roller, you know? <laughs> we, where, if, you, if you had to play a snap on offense, where are you lining up? Oh, receiver. Yeah, just put me, just put me out there. I could I, I say I played one snap a receiver. Slay got to play a snap, you know, a couple of times. Let's, let's yeah, that's what I'm, don't put there. me in motion, though. I, I don't want to do all that running. You don't have to worry about no, that. No, just line me up out there. Yeah. Yeah. You know don't what do mean? much motion. I just want the pitcher. That's all I want. I just want the pitcher. Yeah. That's all right. it. I like that. Well, uh, Fletch, uh, preparing for Johnny Gans this week as you guys look to close the season strong again. We, you go from uh, playing on Christmas to New Year's, but you finally get a 1 o'clock game. <sighs> Thank you, NFL. <laughs> For finally giving us a one o'clock game, you have to be home New Year's Eve this late in the season because yeah. we've. I feel like I played. All I mean, this over is the, the first one o'clock game since when, Zach? The uh, Washington, Washington game, right? Since, well, for home since Washington. Yeah, since on, the Washington the game. Yeah. Had, yeah, but then there's nothing. There's nothing like waking up and going to play football, and not having to take a nap yes. like before. Yeah, no naps. Yeah. You know, and you're home um, for dinner, and I'm home for dinner. Yeah, we appreciate that. Yeah. Well, Fletch, thank you for taking the time. We will. Uh, We'll talk to you later, Yeah, and we'll talk to you next week. And uh, as Fletcher makes his way out, it's my turn to tell you about game time. If you want to go watch Fletcher and the Eagles take on Jonathan Gannon next week, all you have to do is go to game time. You know all about game time. It is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. They've got... Flash deals on last-minute tickets. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Images of seat views, lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, and more. Game Time is the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Just two taps. And you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Tickets make great holiday gifts. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem with code PHLY for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. Now let me tell you guys about FOCO, right? Because we actually received... A nice message from a uh, reader who got look like uh, I I shouldn't say reader a viewer slash listener who got looked like Eagles slippers from mm. Foco uh, using the P H L Y code because Foco is the leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. If you check out our YouTube page or you, or you check out Renee's. Um, you know, social media, you'll see Renee showing off a new uh, Philly sweater that FOCO is, is putting out. They have the best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. Uh, it's football and tailgating season, not for long, but for a few more weeks here. And overalls, hoodies, hats, sunglasses, bags, everything you need for a game. FOCO has hooked PHLY up and provided awesome pieces for our set. FOCO always has our back for Philly sports, and they have yours too. Get the best gear around using the link in our description for all non-presale items. Use the promo code PHLY10 for 10% off. Zach, how you doing? I'm well. I'm well. I, I uh... I didn't get as much sleep as I was hoping last night. It's just the adrenaline of the game. Mm, you never fall asleep. I was talking to Dallas Goddard about that last week in the locker room. Okay. How you, we, we, no matter how late you get home after a game, 
reporters and players yeah. alike. You well, go through the ringer. You can't fall asleep. Your brain's too wired. Well, Dallas said actually uh, yesterday he he wasn't going to see. He said the pick six was going to keep him up at night. So uh, he would have been up at night anyway. Yeah. Uh, now I I posted a story that you all can read on allphly.com at about one one thirty a.m. last night, and then uh, you know it took me like an hour or two hours to go to sleep, and then. Uh, I you have an empty house right I have now. An you empty still house. can't sleep in. I have an empty house, set no alarms, made sure I turned all the kids' alarms off, right? And I'm like, all right, I'm going to sleep until like 7.30, 8 o'clock. Boom, 6 o'clock comes around. I pull up my phone so I can post the snap counts. Like I, well, that's I your get fault, up, Zach. I post the... That's the, your fault. You know that yeah, you can't so, go back to sleep. So I, I you post, pull up your phone? Yeah, Come I on. pull up the phone to post the snap counts. And Act just, like you want to be here. And just read the inquiry stories and... Uh, and then all of a sudden, it's like 7.30. You got nobody to blame but yourself here, my yeah, friend. Yeah, I know. And, and Emily's texting, go back to sleep. And yeah, like, I'm with Emily. And then, Emily should be furious. And then at that point, you know, I'm, I'm going through the numbers. I'm going through the game. And all of a sudden, it's time to shower and go to work. So, uh, yeah, that, that was my morning. But, but pumped to be here. Pumped for this week. I don't want to give it away because I think last time I messed up the surprise. But we have a special guest coming this week. Are we allowed to say who? I think we can. I okay. think we can tease it. We are going to have Coach Flynn joining the show in studio tomorrow. Uh, so we're very excited about that. Yeah. So I, I become smarter as a football observer when Coach Flynn's here. Um, I don't. I, I know we're kind of workshopping this out, out loud. Do we have Professor Selman this week or not? We do not. We do not have Professor Selman this week, which is probably good because that whole thing would go into a Jonathan Gannon debate, right? And we've already done that with Professor Selman. And you might many defenestrate times. yourself after getting <laughs> toasted in that debate. Um, but no, I'm 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 doing well. Excited for this week. Last week of 2023. Let's end it strong. I feel like I got to continue to speak up for Emily here. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had a chance to really get some sleep, bank some sleep with the family away. Yeah. Well, I mean, what are we doing? I tell you, the... <laughs> when do they get back? They get back Friday. You got to take some, like, you got to take some melatonin tonight. Yeah. At the very least, I would recommend something stronger, but you got to you got to bank some hours, my friend. I don't know why I'm so um, obsessed with looking at those snap counts and reading the, I mean, you know, you know reading the inquirer stories. Yeah, those inquirer stories aren't going anywhere. Um, <laughs> you can read them at 10. Uh, sure. Sure. But anyways, um, and then sharing my story because I wanted everyone on social media to read it in case they didn't see the message overnight. Okay. Got some Christmas carols in there. Got some, I, I thought uh, some good insight from around the locker room, put in perspective, the, you know, some of the, the pivotal moments, the big play in the game um and some some looking forward to as well and i was probably a little late writing that because uh i had on the 49ers ravens game in the corner of my eye and that actually got interesting late when sam darnold did came you in. did you uh go home to write yes yeah, so the eagles have this thing here where uh they close the park oh, i shouldn't say the eagles because i don't know who owns the parking lot the parking lot closes three hours afterwards now yeah that's that's not enough Yes, yeah, and they, so they make an announcement in, in the press box. It's kind of and, ridiculous, honestly. <laughs> but so uh, what I do is I transcribe, and then I check the traffic, and the traffic has, has died down. I get in, and I finish writing at home, and a lot of other writers do this as well because uh, otherwise there's been a few instances. This is garbanzo beans. There's been a few instances this year where um, some reporters are 
like stuck stuck in the parking lot. I'm sorry, they gotta do they gotta do better. That's not acceptable. Well, I I mean, I don't think that is the Eagles doing. I I think it's whoever owns the lot. But who owns the lot? Wells Fargo? I don't I don't know if this is podcast fodder. Is this I don't don't know. This is you know how the sausage gets made. This is that's not three hours. Yeah, three hours. And that's nothing. Yeah, that's that's why this year uh, people have have gone home now to finish writing, or they try to write quickly. But fortunately, you know, on allphly.com, there's no hard deadline, there's no hard word limit, so I'm able to, you know, kind of what's the flex flex the writing muscles a bit. Isn't that isn't that the what what, what, what you do when you write? Yeah, <laughs> if you say so. Now I I miss the days of seeing you look like a tortured soul, right? You're you're, you got your coffee. You're pulling your hair out. Yeah. I mean, I'm not pulling my hair out. My hair is actually just coming out naturally. It has nothing you, to do with. By the way, I've gotten a lot of, um, man, I, I really like the uh, facial hair on Bo messages. Mm, interesting. Uh, I feel like you're, you know, after your, uh, well, yesterday with notwithstanding, but um, after, after you took offense to the fashion, uh, oh, now, you're taking, now you're taking a shot at, at, uh, <laughs> at holiday attire. I, I mean, I understand it was festive, right? But I, I think you've, you've, you've really been cognizant of it. And, uh, mm. yeah, I actually disagree. I think it's been the exact same and I you were just trying to walk back your no, uh, offensive think, comments from earlier I, in the season. I think this has been like the autumn of Bo. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. I think, uh, I think, I think you're trying to be obsequious, but I, uh, I appreciate the effort. I got to look that word up. Okay. <laughs> Uh, what else is, uh, what's on your mind, Zach? You know, we, we uh, talked yeah, after so the game last night, but having let things settle, yeah. uh, having gotten those like 45 minutes of sleep that you got to, to think things through, what, what has changed in your mind? What would you like to talk about from well, no. what happened yesterday? You see, by the way, Claire, who sent me a nice email this morning, um, respect to Claire. She noticed I wrote, uh, Devante Smith said, by his locker room and not by his locker. So I edited that out. Uh-huh. So Claire, appreciate Thank you, Claire. you uh, reading. But Claire says Bo wears the facial hair well. Um, Thank you, Claire. So I've never really done, I, I've only ever just grown the beard and just let it grow, never really trimmed the beard. This is the first time I've ever you're trimmed it. Off it. Well. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so, uh, you know, as I was writing and as we talked about with, with, with Fletcher, it really does seem like different players have different perspectives on how to view this. Some guys, like like Brandon Graham said, there's there's no almost uh, column. You know, there's there. You know, don't don't give me this. We barely won talk. Uh, he says you either win or you lose. And then Devontae Smith, who is like, he's I'm not happy. You know, we need to clean this up. We got two weeks. So there's. Now well, we you can sort of see that, right? Like Brandon Graham has has been in the league for 14 yeah. years. He has seen terrible yeah. teams. He has seen like the the effect of those losses and like yeah a win is a win yeah. Devonte is coming from alabama and yeah. he had his standards are yeah, so exactly. high like the, the you can see where both of those sure. guys are coming from and fletcher uh that was good insight there because i don't know if the eagles have have put out the video i think he's yet. in the middle right he's he's, yeah. he's saying a win is a win but also why are we making it so hard on ourselves but but the eagles haven't put out the video yet of nick sirianni walking in and nick's message to the team is very much like a win is a win is a win is a win, right? Like then that feels so, like a message to himself. If I am interesting, psychoanalyzing, interesting. Like, he doesn't he doesn't strike me as a guy who was happy with that performance. Nor nor do I think he should be. Um. So I you know I I know this is this is on the bingo card. Okay. 
I put out a tweet this morning. Okay. okay. Uh, and I just kind of, I, I juxtaposed it or compared it to uh, December 26th, 2017, when Eagles fans woke up after a bad performance against the Raiders. And like their, uh, their message, Nick Foles' message and Malcolm Jenkins' message was, we, we just needed to win this game. It doesn't matter how it looks. Now, this, it's not apples for apples. The circumstances were different. That win clinched the number one seed for the Eagles, right? So it's totally different. You get a bye week, you get home field advantage throughout the playoffs, right? I get all that. Um, but I bring that up because uh, this might seem like a hot take alert. I, I don't think so. I'd feel if, if for the Eagles fans watching, Eagles fans should feel better about this team today than the Eagles team on December 26, 2017. Is that a ridiculous statement? Tyler, our ace producer today, we miss Julia. Happy, uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas to Julia, but Tyler's in here today. We appreciate it, and Tyler's nodding his head in agreement. Uh, I think you're out of your mind. You think I'm out of my mind? Yeah. You thought on... Now, listen, it's hard to... You're the one who had that show saying the season's over when Carson Wentz went down. Correct. But, obviously, you know, you you, you cannot divorce what we uh, know happened since. However, as you said, they clinched the number one seed. Mm -hmm. Okay? They set things up so that they they had a better path. We can talk about, like, it it is actually... It's kind of wild how plausible it seems now that the Eagles could be the number one seed after the San Francisco loss. But... Like, there there were so many more layers to that team. Um, And I, I, I feel like why you would feel good about this team is too much related to last year. And I think we have to stop thinking about last year with this team. This team is not last year's team. Yes, they've got Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown yeah. and Dallas Goddard and a great offensive line. And their path to making hay in the playoffs is having this elite offense. And yesterday against the Giants, by the efficiency numbers, by the per possession numbers, they were elite. They were great. They were playing against a terrible defense, you know, but in terms of playing at the level they need to play at in the playoffs, scoring-wise, they did that yesterday. Mm -hmm. That's great. I don't have any faith that the team as a whole is ready to win three games in a row against good competition. Now, listen, as I said to Fletcher, you can turn it on. It doesn't matter what happens over the course of the season. It matters what happens in January. But I do not feel better about the team right now than I did about them after that Raiders game and I know that after that Raiders game I was one of the people thinking like what's going on here they're probably going to lose but I still feel worse about this team so and look this team has not done enough to engender confidence but uh, did I use engender correctly no that's okay Okay. you you smiled when I said that okay no no I'm (laughs) I'm just uh, I'm just thinking that like I don't want to be like Donovan Downer Okay, like I know that when everybody Devin here get demoted and is Donovan in, Downer stepped in. This is an Eagles thing. This oh, is, okay. I've always used Donovan Downer okay. with the Eagles. Uh, everybody here is everybody watching the show is an Eagles fan. They want to believe that this team is going to is is going to win the Super Bowl. I don't want to be the one to pour cold water on it. You can be op- opi optimist. I just I'm telling you what I feel, 
I, th- I do not believe that there is reason to, to think that this team is so, going to go win the Super Bowl and the stakes are higher. So that's, that's what's fascinating to me about this postseason. We can get into the different machinations of who they could play and what those seedings could be. But, like, it's obvious to say everything's on the table. I can see this team laying an egg against the Rams in the first round of the playoffs. Or I can see this team, like, third down and red zone variance, as you've written, adjusts. The passer, you know, the defensive line, like Fletcher says, all of a sudden starts starts winning games. Like everything comes together, and they start dominating up front. And like these things, but, but no, no, but I'm saying, get, yeah. but but I'm saying if like like these things happen, and it's not it's it's not like sitting there being a Bucks fan saying, well, if all this could, happen, you know. These are all very plausible things. Like the Eagles can be better on third down. They, they What's plausible about the defensive line being dominant? Oh, the the personnel that like they have they have They've the had fifteen games. I, I hear you. Um, I I I'm not disputing that. It's like saying it's plausible that Julio Jones can recapture his well, his, I, I think his it's prime glory. Like I, think, I mean Hassan Reddick. Just because it happened doesn't mean there's recent evidence for it. Like I I don't think Josh Sweat. It, it like is I think he's a, he's a more productive player than what you've seen over the past six weeks. Uh, they have they have talent up 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 front. Like the 49ers, if if that Trent Williams injury turns into um, something more serious or cost him to miss time, right? That could factor into things here. There's there's just you know I I made the point last week when I wrote it and when I said it and I stand by it. That and this isn't even like an optimistic viewpoint. This is just this is just the reality of of the NFL. Three weeks ago from last week, so four weeks ago now, coming off that Chiefs win, it's like this team. You know, Jalen Hurts is the MVP. They just beat the Super Bowl, the defending Super Bowl champs. They're at that point ten and one. It's like man, you know, you know they 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 have what it takes, right? Then three weeks later, it's like. The sky is falling all around us. Three weeks in the NFL is an eternity, okay? I'm not suggesting that wins, that two wins over the Giants and a win over the Cardinals, if that's how it comes yeah, to Yeah, I mean, this is three games against, everything. like, two of the literal worst teams in the NFL. What I'm saying is that, like, things around you change, right? The... The, That's true. We, you know, we'll see what happens with the 49ers over, over these next few weeks. We can get to this conversation. It is crazy to think that as poorly as the Eagles have played, and I, I, I'm a point differential guy, and their point differential is not good right now, especially compared to the top teams in, in, in the league. For all of that, it's entirely plausible that the Eagles beat the Cardinals, beat the Giants, okay, and that by like the, a combined six points. Okay, fine. But that the Cowboys beat the Lions, right? That's a plausible thing. And it's plausible that the Rams beat the 49ers. And if those events happen, the Eagles are somehow the one seed. They have a first round bye. Yeah, if you tell me them. they're going to be the one seed, then well, all of a sudden I can believe it. I, no, I, no, but that's what I'm yeah, saying. Like yeah. that Raiders game, yeah. they got the one seed. Like that was a, that was a significant sure. part of the, of the calculus. I still think they're the two seed. I think, yeah, probably. I don't. I don't know. I guess. I guess we'll see what happens with that. Like yeah, that. See, we'll see what happens yeah. with Detroit. Yeah. Um. I but, just. I think. I think so much, of, the faith, is based on things we have seen before, but they were last year. And sure. Now listen. You know they 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 beat the Chiefs and they beat the Bills. Saying. I know, but like they beat the Cowboys, right? 
Like all of the, this is not the NBA Finals. This is not Major League Baseball. It's it's who's better on that Sunday, and the Eagles, in my opinion, can be better than any of these NFC teams they on that can Sunday. Be. And to your point about things changing, even if they are you know eking by with wins over over bad teams, maybe it changes like the locker room self belief. Like that that stuff matters to some degree, but like vibes wise. <laughs> I am I am worried about things spiraling uh, with this team, so, and I'm yeah. and I'm sorry. I'm to not say a vibes that, guy. You're I, more of a vibes guy than I am. I, I don't know, man. I, I, you watched that game yesterday. You were feeling good. Oh no! And I said it on the show, but th- so like the I I can't overstate this enough. The 49ers lost in three consecutive games: the Browns, the Vikings, and the Bengals. Right. Um, they, yeah, didn't they, score more, key players. they didn't score more than 17 points in any of those games, okay? And now all of a sudden, like before last night, they were this untouchable team. My, my, my point being, things change so much of in the NFL. Of course they do. And it's one, you know. And, no one's arguing that. And in the playoffs, it's, it's who's better on that one week. And uh, so, yeah, so I, I am not saying this team's good enough where they can flip a switch. I'm just saying this team's not bad enough where I say, oh, they're, they can't compete with the top teams because I think, A, they have the talent, B, they have the experience, and C, now I'm really impressed with the Ravens, right? But you don't have to think about that until, um, I mean, the Super Bowl's ambitious to talk about now. But point being, like, I've seen them play with Dallas. I've seen them beat Dallas. And we know that Dallas is not the same team on the road than they are at home. Like, that's bared itself out, okay? I've seen them beat the Bills. I've seen them beat the Chiefs. Now, the Chiefs aren't the same team that we thought they might have been. Um, the, the 49ers game was really embarrassingly bad, and that is a concern. And I think the, if you're looking for the reason for hope there, it's that things change over the course of the season. And if they play the 49ers, you're not talking about that for another month. I just like, like I, the purpose of the regular they've season. They've got their, they've got the talent, they've got the experience. Okay, then, then like, can they go into a game and not like step on themselves repeatedly? Like, can Jalen Hurts know the situation of a game he's playing in in Week 16? Please, like, can Nick Sirianni talk about? Situational awareness and use his timeouts correctly. Oh, I'm, like, I am with you. Give there. me a break with but, this stuff. But my point is that is all that is all correctable. What's not correctable? But is, is it, it correctable? It's been sure. correct. We've, every week, this is sixteen weeks of saying it's correctable. It hasn't been corrected. No, I, it's getting worse. Yeah, but it's, so I would be much more concerned if if you said like like going into twenty twenty one playoffs, the Eagles didn't have wide receivers. Right outside of like like they just didn't have a passing game. Okay, they had they had Devontae. They 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 didn't have a passing game. And I'm I'd be much concerned going into the postseason if you said this is a personnel issue and they are not good enough. If all these things okay, are well, like, let's talk about the back seven. Okay, but if all these things are they need to clean up X, they need to clean up Y. Yeah, now they need to do it. They're running out of time, but you can like situational football. You can be better in those situations. You're not all of a sudden going to get A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith overnight. That's my point, is that I know you're saying I'm, f- I'm fixated on what I saw last year, and I have been guilty of, like, um, what's, what, what's an anchoring bias, you, yeah. you know, where you see something and you're anchored to that. I just think when I look at this team, 
they can put up 30 most weeks. You know, like they have the ability to put up 30. They have the ability to pressure a quarterback. And when you do that, I think they can I, – I, I think they can make I, – I think they're capable. I'm not saying they're making a run. I think they're capable of it. Over the course of the season, they rank – 24th in sacks per pass attempt. They're capable of getting after the quarterback, just like every team in the league is capable of getting after the quarterback. But, like, they played a Giants team yesterday that gets sacked way more than any other team in the league, and they got one sack, and it was Shaquille Leonard. Like, I think you're going to be waiting a long time for the defensive line to, to, you know, Fletcher Cox knows way more about football than and has forgotten more than I will ever know, right? And he thinks there's a chance that it's coming. That's great. I, I hope for everybody watching that he is yeah. right. It has not happened. Yeah, I, I hear you. I just, like, look, I, uh, I remember the NBA last year when, you know, Milwaukee's, like, clearly the top team, right, in the Eastern Conference. Or, or not clearly, they're the top team in the Eastern Conference. And they get upset in the first round and it opens things up. I remember the year before that when Phoenix – wins like 60 plus games they they lose golden state needs to play in tournament and they just turn it on in the postseason i'm not suggesting i'm not suggesting that the eagles are a flip the switch team i said that on the show last night they're not good enough to earn the flip the switch distinction yet what i'm saying is that they're an 11 and 4 team okay that the odds are strongly in favor of them uh yeah strongly in favor of them winning the division right now okay so hosting a home playoff game possible and I don't know what the odds are that they get the, but the odds could be favorable that they get the two seed. What's the Lions uh, spread there? The Lions Cowboys spread, um, whatever it, it, it may be. So then you're hosting two playoff games, and I just look at it like, yeah, they, in the NFL, Cowboys by six. Yeah. So the odds are in favor of the Eagles being the two seed, hosting two playoff games. So many things could happen. Well, I mentioned on the show when the Eagles made the Matt Patricia change that, uh, you know, I talked about the Ravens in 2012. The Ravens finished that season, like, really poorly. They, I think they lost three or four or four or five. And then, you know, Flacco makes this, this great play against the Broncos in the playoffs. They go on this run. They win the Super Bowl. So all I'm saying That's is that, like, possible. if you get there and you have the talent, it's – I'd be more concerned if they didn't have the talent. I think that's fair. Okay. What's more likely, the Eagles win the Super Bowl or <coughs> Nick Sirianni and Brian Johnson, one of them is not back next year? Uh, I mean, I think it's more likely probably that Brian Johnson's not back next year than the Eagles win the Super Bowl, but because Brian Johnson could also get hired to be a head coach next year as well. So I, I think Nick Sirianni's back. It would, at this point, it would utterly shock me if Nick Sirianni's not back. I could be wrong, but... Okay. But they are like these things that Nick talks about, and I'm in full agreement with you. You know, fundamentals, situational football. They're not turnovers. Turnovers. Like they are not doing. I think that like takeaways yeah. are fluky and inconsistent. Giving the ball away is not. That is that is sure. that is a, that is a reflection of of your sloppiness. Sure. Now the so the uh, the pick six. That was just an unfortunate thing, but this. But it is could have thing. been a pick six on the play before. That's what I'm saying. That was I was just about to say that. It could have been a pick six on 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 the play before. So they simply need, they're they're not disciplined enough. Um, 
I, I don't know whether to use the term focused enough, uh, but I do want to circle back after, after this ad read. Do we have one? Well, why don't you yeah. finish what you're saying? Yeah. No. no, I want to circle back on the vibes discussion because I think that's something that keeps coming up. All right. Well, Zach, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with one tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They will even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. I, myself... I'm a very satisfied Rocket Money user. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things that you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com phly. That's rocketmoney.com phly. Rocketmoney.com p. H L Y. Now I I love bagels, okay? And you can not the love. You can find good bagels in in Brooklyn, but this is the best of both worlds. Brooklyn style bagels that are made in Philly with Philly love. We're talking, of course, about bagels and co. They're huge bagels. The biggest bagels in Philly. Okay, that's <coughs> excuse me, that's why that's the Brooklyn, New Jersey style. And there's a large variety. 15 to 20 different types to choose from daily. And they have seasonal bagels as, as well. So Christmas just passed. They had a, a uh, Christmas-flavored bagel for the Christmas season. Also, I, I, I'm, I'd like to experiment with cream cheese. You know, <laughs> I'd like to, you know. I'm listening. <laughs> no, I'll get the, I get, you know, if I get the bagel and I see, like, an interesting cream cheese, ooh, I'll, I'll try that. You know, I, I don't just need the... The plain cream cheese all the time. Well, Bagels & Co. has 30 different flavors of cream cheese and schmears. They, tie, they have the staples as well, seasonal flavors that change with the season. They also uh, have an Eagles cream cheese and a 76ers cream cheese as well. Uh, and they are affordable. You can get good bagels at a low price to win today's inflationary world that is the key. For the best Brooklyn-style bagels made right here in Philly, head to www.thebagelsco.com slash store locator to find the closest Bagels & Co. near you. All right. What's your, uh, what's your vibes question? Okay. So my vibes question is this. Uh, does body language matter to you? Or I shouldn't, I'm going to frame, I'm going to reframe this. Do you think we, and I use the royal we, but you and I fans, uh, can properly interpret body language? And then I do have a little bit of um, context here uh, in that I'm not speaking out of turn because the guy brought this up to me. I was talking about that exchange that we all saw on the uh, on the TV copy, and as I was talking about it, I was talking about it with Jeff McLean from the Inquirer, my former colleague and my friend, um, who uh, and your former friend, no, my or former your, colleague, your former colleague, and, and your current my friend, ongoing friend, okay. yes. Uh, and one of the guys was the camera people. You know, he was he was sitting at a table. He overheard us, and he actually said that it didn't make the 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 um, 
broadcast. The broadcast because so many things were happening at the end of the game, but actually like Devontae and Sirianni hugged at the end of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, how much, you know, I, I, I'm a Bill Simmons fan, okay? And I, I, I always heard Bill Simmons say like, you know, he's, he's like the body, the body language, you know, scientist or doctor or whatever, right? Like how much do you think you would, uh, how much do you think body language matters when you're interpreting it from the outside? Well, I think your question of like how much can you actually yeah. know is a little bit loaded. Like, of course, nobody knows the the yeah. actual answer. I think, like anything, the context is important, and I think what matters is when something is out of the ordinary, okay. right? So, AJ Brown slumping his shoulders when he doesn't get a target or a ball is thrown behind him is part of the AJ Brown experience. That is, I, I don't think that that is something necessarily to worry about. It's it is part of a larger conversation of like it's interesting that this guy is a captain and like is that the the way that you want the guy to act? But a bona fide superstar wide receiver wanting the ball, totally normal. And like he, there there is no amount of targets that could be enough for him. That's fine. Stuff like the game being on the line and Hassan Reddick barking back and forth with the sideline over something and Devontae Smith getting involved in that conversation. Yes, that is very much on my radar for a team that, like, let's not forget, fired its defensive coordinator two weeks ago, okay? Sure. Like, let's not pretend that this is a harmonious situation in the building right now, okay? Either, we've talked about it, either Jeffrey Lurie and or Howie Roseman were getting involved in, in the coaching staff and decided that they needed to make a change, or Nick Sirianni feels like his back is against the wall in some capacity and he needs to make a change. Okay. So like things are not rosy and yes, there are difficult conversations. This yeah. is the conversation I was trying to have with, with Fletcher before. Like we don't see barely like a drip in the bucket of the conversations they have yeah. in the building, you know, at this stadium on a weekly basis. There are difficult conversations. Like every team that wins a Super Bowl has had contentious situations yeah. over the course of their season. These guys are in the same building together for six months at a time, all of that stuff. Like, there, there are going to be clashes. But when it's spilling out onto the field in critical situations, yeah, I think that definitely matters. So uh, I hear you. Now, uh, you know, someone in the, in the chat yesterday when I said, like, football sideline conversations kind of mocked the, the expression, but... A football sideline is not a normal workplace, right? The, you're, these are competitive people in high leverage competitive situations, and these are the this is the way communication happens. So if Hassan Reddick feels like he has a productive rush coming, and Nick Sirianni calls a timeout, uh, and Hassan and Reddick, I do, by the way, I do think that was a bad timeout to call. Okay, and so Hassan Reddick, like for him to react that way, if 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 that's what the situation was. I'm fine with that. Like that's that. These are competitive people in competitive situations. Okay. Uh, I I have actually more of an issue, frankly, with um, I don't know if if this is the opposite of it, but I remember there was a Jay Glazer report earlier this year that like Wink Martindale and Brian Dable aren't talking. Right. This like the passive aggressiveness of of things where there's so much friction that you just like close somebody off. Um, but I bring up body language because everyone has has different ways of conveying things. And I've, I I remember speaking to a former Eagles assistant coach who said he actually Flex. has uh, in his room he, he 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 cared so much about body language that he graded body language on film and players were were like demerited if they 
exhibited bad body language uh, because he thought that was really important. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's sometimes you just, you know, for instance, uh, a shout out to Vince here. Vince is like, Bo's so hard to read sometimes, right? You tell him something and he, uh, he keeps this. Everyone has, has, a, has a, a different way of, of, you know, exhibiting body language. Nick Sirianni's joked with me that he'll be talking and I'll be like nodding my head, right? Like, you know, that's, that's a form of nonverbal communication. Um, just to show that like you're listening to what they're saying. So I'm confused. Are you taking a shot at me right no, now? No, I'm not. I'm saying everyone has different ways of of like everyone's body language is different in in, in different situations. And I'm I always I've been getting messages uh, via email, via like replies, um, sometimes DMs, where it's like wow, all the carrier pigeon, all the all this stuff. No, is. no where it's 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 like all these this team's body language worries me. And I always say, can we interpret body language from the outside? Here's the flip side to that, though. Okay. The, uh, this goes to the situational awareness and the turnover stuff. If you are Mr. Connect, mm-hmm. we are all about connection, all this sure. stuff. Like, should it be so contentious? Isn't that the whole point? Like, aren't they supposed to be pulling in the same direction? Well, that's what Nick said yesterday is that's that's the part of 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 connection that you can have these conversations and like these things don't get in the way of it. Like Jalen Hurts uh, and. But it was like literally getting in the way of the end of the game. I mean, was it? They had to like tell him to go back. Like, (laughs) you know, like uh, week two, week two, by the way, uh, there's this whole to do about A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts. Okay, on the sideline. AJ is like so emotional that he can't talk after the game. And then he goes on the next six weeks and has a historic stretch of games. So sometimes it's, it's like, sometimes it does matter, right? Uh, and sometimes it can be overstated, is, is my point. And I don't, know, I don't know what the right answer is, but I do think that uh, to us, to us watching the game, these are like actors on the stage, right? Yeah, we're all observers. Yeah. Yeah. To them, these are like competitive people in high leverage, uh, competitive situations. And in my basketball league, you know, late in the game, you know, there's 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 screaming, there's animation on the sideline, right? This and that's like a a, a random men's league basketball or, or not men's league, adults league basketball. This is the freaking NFL. Okay. This is, I'm, I'm okay with, with like competitive people in high leverage situations, acting like competitive people in high leverage situations. But do you agree that it is different than, than it has been in the past? Like that, that is why it is notable is it's out of character for whom? For the team under Nick Sirianni. Um, yeah. And by the way, Matt is correct. My body language is easy to read when you say something like, I like to experiment with cream cheese. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you didn't. I broke up. <laughs> oh, well, I'm interested. Tell me more. <laughs> yeah, you didn't sell it. That, that's for sure. Um, all right. It's, yeah. Look, there are some troubling signs for sure. Uh, I'm, fa- I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see if it is competitive or if there's more. Like Jeff McLean had a podcast out last week where he called the Eagles 
the most miserable 10 and one team. You know, or, or, no, I'm he sorry. didn't call him that. No, he no, said he no, had he didn't heard from someone, someone in the building. Yes. Yeah, someone said, someone said the Eagles were the most uh, miserable 10 and one team. And from my own observations, being around them, and I've talked about this, um, they are not having like the same fun and joy that they had a, a year ago. I think part of this is when you make the Super Bowl and there's, a, there's expectations and there's pressure, how do you react to that? And I think that's, that's part of what you're seeing. And then also, uh, and I strongly believe this, okay, when you win, everyone thinks they're the reason. And when you lose, no one wants to blame. Like everyone wants to say, they might accept the blame, but everyone is easy to say, well, that person or that person, or the opposite, everyone says, well, if, I, if, if, if I'm allowed to do this, things will be better. So uh, when- I mean, We have they, literally already seen that play out. They fired a defensive coordinator. For sure, for sure, for sure. So I'm simply having good, good podcast conversation here. I thought it was a, an interesting talking point because as I was driving back last night, listening to the show, the first uh, third uh, of the show was about the vibes. And that's like that. Um, I that's, feel that's like, an like are we not? Like, it is blowing my mind that like, we're, we're not accepting the, the firing of the defensive coordinator midseason as a sign that there are things like rotting in the building. We cannot pretend that that didn't happen. Oh, I never pretended it didn't happen. I literally acknowledge that. But that is not like like, <laughs> oh, this is just in the heat of the moment, difficult conversations and difficult games. That is like something is not right. Sure. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not disputing any of that. I'm simply saying. To and we what have degree- like. I'm. So, we, I'm sorry, but we have an over a decade of of the way that the organization is run with Howie Roseman in charge of the way that things sometimes disintegrate in the building. You and I talked about in the off season that we'd already mm-hmm. heard that like the the uh, the volume has already sort of been turned up because after the Super Bowl yeah. in 2017. There is the belief that they sort of let off the gas pedal and they are not going to do that this season. And all of a sudden, like we, we see acrimony as the season is, season is going on. I, I do not feel good about the state of the okay. team, the organization at the moment. I'm, I'm simply saying like the way my mind works and, and this kind of combines the past two conversations is if you say I'm concerned about this team because and the after the because it's well, their secondary is leaky. Okay, they are uh, not a, a disciplined football team. Okay, they their pass rush is overrated. Like if if you give me those reasons, I say okay, okay. If you say because I don't like their vibes right now, then I say, look, there's a lot of people who would. Well, yeah, who but would that's buy all. That. It's all connected that's not me. though. That's Zach. not me. It's all connected. Okay. Like, Maybe part of the reason the vibes are bad is because they're playing Ben Van Sumeren at linebacker and the, the defensive line that's getting paid a million a billion dollars mm-hmm. doesn't have a sack and the secondary is not very good. And like they keep turning the ball over on offense. It's all connected. Sure. I, I'm simply saying like I, I, I need I need more than vibes is 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 all I'm saying. And I'm saying that to the audience. I'm like. But I'm just, that's, that's what I just said. Okay. There is, it's all part, it, it okay. is more than vibes, but okay. the vibes are a part of it. Sure. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Well, I guess we continue this conversation tomorrow. Maybe, uh, maybe Coach Flynn can tell us a little bit about uh, the silliness of vibes. We'll see what he thinks about that. Uh, look forward to that tomorrow. That will be at two o'clock, then back on Thursday. And that'll be it for the week uh, with the holiday week taking Friday off. That is, uh, that's good stuff. But, We thank Fletcher Cox for joining us on the show today. 
We thank Tyler for running things behind the scenes. We thank Zach for his experimentation with cream cheese. (laughs) And we look forward to getting back at it tomorrow. So for all the sickos, we thank you for listening. We thank you for watching. And we will talk to you tomorrow as always. We love you.